Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Well, today I have a very special guest. His name is Dr. Richard Schuster, Dr. Richard as we call him, and he's a clinical psychologist, a TEDx speaker, two things we share in common, and a CEO of Your Success Insights, which provides algorithm-based conscious technology. He is also the host of The Daily Helping with Dr. Schuster, Dr. Richard Schuster, by the way, food for the brain, knowledge from, uh, for, from the experts, tools to win at life, which is regularly downloaded in over 150 countries. His mission is to help people become the best versions of themselves and as a result, make the world a better place. Again, visions we share. A sought after media expert, Dr. Schuster's clinical expertise and podcast have been featured in such publications as the Huffington Press, NBC News, Glassdoor.com, Men's Health, Cosmopolitan, and others. He is also the president of Every Kid Rocks, Inc., a 501c3, which helps schools provide therapy services to children every year. Let's give it up for Dr. Richard. Let's Dr. give Richard. it up. Yes, let's give it up for you know that's what they how they always introduce me when I'm on stage. So I thought we'd get our audience to applaud for you. Now you I can't hear it. them all there, but there's so many there, it's deafening. It's yeah. like the last time you hosted Saturday Night Live, I, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's great to be here. And as you said, as you were reading the my my bio there. We're aligned in a lot of ways. So I'm really happy to be on your show and hope that uh, there's a lot of value that the audience gets from our conversation today. Well, let's let uh, our audience know a little bit more. What started you down the your path of helping others? Oh, my goodness. So I would have been 20 years ago the opposite of an ideal guest for your show. I was extremely materialistic, self-centered. I never wanted to be married or have kids. Uh, I was on this mission to accumulate as much stuff as I could. And for the purposes of accumulating stuff, I had one. I'm shaking your head because that sounds like me in my former life. Okay. I'm just shaking my head because of that. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I had, uh, I won a government contract in my twenties that I had no business winning. Uh, and it wasn't providing, you know, guidance systems for missiles. It was securing medical records for the army, but it was a big deal and uh, went to my head very, very quickly. Uh, and I was the next, was going to be the next Bill Gates. I was going to be the next Tony Stark. I was going to be the next big thing. And as I was building this company, something happened along the way in which I was in a car accident, broke my spine and nearly died. And when that happened, it wasn't one of these, oh, dear Lord, if you let me live, I'm going to you know, give presents to orphan boys or girls you know, for the rest of my life. It wasn't like that. Uh, I was dead. 
and I knew that I was dead. And, and what's very interesting, and you know this, Dr. Leica is a psychologist, a fellow psychologist. There's a it's phenomenon. And, and, yeah. and so, you know, the, the the phenomenon I experienced in this accident was that it was maybe three seconds from when, boom, that car hits me and I, my airbag goes off and I'm sent into oncoming traffic and ultimately crash into a telephone pole, which stopped my momentum. That might have been an eternity for me where I literally saw things in slow motion. I literally could see little shards of the windshield floating in the air. And I said to myself, I'm about to die. I'm going to die. And what does that mean? And, you know, what, this car that I'm so proud of, I can't take that with me or my watch or the other useless things I was buying. And I just realized in that moment the shame, this guilt that my parents were going to get a call on a Saturday night, that their son was dead. All of these things were weighing very heavy on me. Well, I'm just going to interject for a minute because I had a near-death experience too, but mine was in slow motion. I uh, suddenly developed a right foot drop when I was in Disneyland. I saw a world-leading neurologist, and he said, Dr. Leica, you have six months to live. Get your affairs in order. So mine was in slow motion. I was given six months, but you know, the doctor was wrong, thank God. That was in 2003, and it's now 2020. So I went through just about everything you did. I went through anger. I went through bargaining. I went through denial. I went through depression. You know, those are the phases that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross says mm -hmm. from the book on death and dying, everybody goes through when they're dying. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, the last phase, the last phase is the toughest one. It's acceptance. Acceptance. And you and I did not accept the thing. We kept on going. Why didn't you accept it? What kept you from accepting well, it? Well, so spoiler alert, I survived, right? And I kind of went through those first four stages in about two seconds. Yeah, and I don't think these are stages. I think they yeah. all occur instantaneously, but our yeah, brain it, can only process one of them. So one it, second, it's anger. The next one's bargaining. The next one's depression. It so was wild. You know, so I, I broke broke my spine in this accident and it took me a long time to recover uh, and gave me a lot of time to think. And I would love to say to you and your audience that, you know, this moment I like angrily shook my fist at the sky and said, from this moment on, I will only be altruistic. It wasn't like that at all. Uh, I actually went back to that role with that company that I was running for two years two years because I, I was so stuck and paralyzed by fear, fear of moving on because I didn't know what in the world I would do with my life, fear of the unknown, fear of letting down all these people that I told I was going to be a huge success. And so I went back to work and every day like, there seemed like more and more of the color was kind of sucked out of the world. And I just was increasingly miserable until one day, and you know this, certainly a lot of people are motivated to change by fear, by pain. I had had just enough and I quit. I walked away from, you know, this 80 hour a week nightmare. Well, you know, again, uh, history is repeating itself. Again, we have mirror lives. I was a cosmetic doctor for 20 years, a top cosmetic doctor, a top one, and it was killing me. I'd work 18 to 20 hours a day. Mm -hmm. I loved my patients, but they put such demands on me. Yes. Last year, I had to walk away, you know, yeah. and I, what I started to do was when I started to come out of my my 
anger, denial, depression thing. I said, you know, what can I do? Maybe I can feel better by starting to give back. So I sponsored a show, a, a an event for extremely talented women in Edmonton. And I did that because women in Edmonton and everywhere are not getting the acceptance that they really, they are not getting the applause. You know, it's you and I, Dr. Richard, that got applause along the way. A woman in in those days would not get applause. In fact, mm. men would look right over them. They'd look at two equally qualified women and say, mm. uh, guys there, I'll take the guy 100% of the time. So I said, no, this has to change. Why? Because I've got four daughters and a wife and they they, they, I didn't want them to go through that. You know, it was it's for my family. So I started, I started along a path where I started to give back. And there I met an amazing woman because she applied for an award called the Turning Point Award. Her name is Harriet Tinka. She's a gorgeous black lady. And she went through a path similar to ours. You know, she was a world-class model, you know, top of the, she was burnt out. So she went to the University of Calgary and a very evil man attacked her, stabbed her and left her for dead. Now, along the path, a real bright girl who was rehabbing at the same time her said to her, you know, Harriet, you are stupid. She said, you should be giving back to others and inspiring others. So this little girl said to Harriet, you should do that. She saw this award I was giving applied for it. Now, after the award, Harriet up, came up to me and said, Dr. Laika, can I take you for lunch? And you know, we had lunch. She came up with the idea of let's write a book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And while we talked, we realized there were golden pearls of wisdom, things that we both knew. And I bet you, you have some of them too, Richard, because these pearls are universal. These pearls are there. Let me try one of them on you. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Is that something you know inside of you and realize? Well, absolutely. Okay, yes. another one. Another one. Love. Do you know love? Do you feel love? Do you give love? Yes, indeed. Another golden pearl. Another. What about inspiration? Are you inspired or give inspiration to somebody else? Check. My yeah. goodness, you're going to take my 13 golden pearls and, <laughs> and write it yourself because these are universal. These, We put these in a book. Now, Harriet and I became famous for this book because we put out the book during the great pandemic of 2020. We became a bestseller on the first day it was out. That's how many people needed this book. Wow, we were lucky. Now, people said we were nuts when we said we were writing a best-selling book, but not when they read it. It's wonderful. Yeah. And now, when we were writing that book, Jack Canfield, the writer of Chicken Soup for the Soul, got in touch with us and said, can I help you write it? So he wrote the foreword for our book, and then he went to Harriet and I and said, could you write a chapter in my new book, The Pillars of Success? Well, that became a bestseller, too. So we had two bestsellers in the pandemic of 2020. Now, a third friend, Corey Poirier, asked us to write a chapter in his book. 
business life and universe. So we have three bestsellers in the great pandemic of 2020. My goodness, things collide. They happen. So all COVID has not been bad. In fact, we were very not happy that it occurred, but happy of the results of some of the things that occurred. Correct. Okay. What about you? What's your experience in this crazy, crazy world? Well, it's it's interesting, you know, and if for those of you, uh, we'll, we'll save some time. You know, everything I talked about from the car accident to how it got me to doing in the world today is in my TEDx. So you guys can find that pretty easy on my website. But really what's what's fascinating is that I had a massive shift a number of months ago in the middle of this pandemic. And I was really at the top of my game, very, very grateful, like you. I obviously didn't wish for a pandemic on the world. I am more than filled with empathy for those people that are struggling right now financially and or who have lost loved ones. I have not lost anybody and we're doing very well because what we're putting out into the world, much like your book, is inspiring people, is lifting people up, or, or, or bringing balance to people. Uh, so I was, I was killing it. The TEDx was doing well. The, my technology was doing well. The podcast was booked solid through, you know, mid next year. Like everything was going very well. And then uh, I had a stroke, and it was very interesting because. Going to the hospital in this COVID world is a lot different from going to the hospital before. You know, you can't. Can, can I ask a question? Because last time we talked, yeah, you know, for people I've met, I've met people with strokes and they were doing something similar that you were. Was this a brainstem stroke part no. of the lower brain? No. Nope. Okay. I was just asking. Nope. Was, sometimes, nope. sometimes when the stroke inhibits that area, it causes some delays, some mini delays, some things. And so I'm just asking because I noticed that the last time we talked and I said, I bet you he had a stroke inside mm. my brain. OK, mm. well, I don't recall the date that you and I last spoke, um, but it probably wasn't long after the stroke. I recovered pretty quickly. And the the part of the brain that it just near missed was the basal ganglia. So I got and, very and you know lucky. what happened? You know what happens when you have a stroke? The brain swells a little bit, mm. so it affects the surrounding areas too. So it's sure. not just it's not just localized. This stuff affects a lot. Thank goodness that this yeah, has more I'm, problems I'm, for you. I'm quite lucky, uh, and, and I'm much like when I broke my spine. You know, and the doctors were telling me all these things that I can and can't do. Um, I had kind of the same mindset about the stroke. I, I take great pleasure in proving physicians wrong. And I was I was fully recovered in a matter of weeks, which was really, really cool. Um, got lucky. But, you know, because I'm young, because I had no risk factors, I ate right. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I've never done drugs. I exercised seven days a week. How in the world could I have a stroke? And they didn't know what to make of it because they sent me to everybody. Oh, maybe he's got cancer. They sent me to oncology or maybe it's his thyroid. So we're going to go look at my endocrine system. At the end of the day, what it was was simply this. I nearly worked myself to death. And the great lie that 
I told myself and that people who are entrepreneurs often tell themselves is that it's not really work if you love what you do. Well, it is. <laughs> I, I certainly, if you don't like what you do, it's more stressful on your mind, body, and spirit than if you love what you do. But I was like spending yeah, 70 hours know, a week doing this. Stuff. There was a myth and it was put up by a world famous psychologist by the name of Hans Selye, who was a neurologist in, in, in uh, uh, Montreal. And the reason why I know him, I used to be a psychologist, so I studied all this stuff. And what he said, there were two types of stress, eustress and distress. Mm -hmm. Eustress was the good stuff. Distress was the bad stuff. So the whole myth was, is that people smiled and laughed, that the stress was less. You know, it really didn't happen that way. It still had the same effect on the body. You know, if, right. you're, being, if you're being, uh, if you're running from a bull, or if you're working like you were, it's the same stress. Your body doesn't interpret it any different. Your brain might, because it filters out some of the stuff, but your body still is reacting crazy. So I bet, you, I bet you if your blood pressure was taken during that, it would have been sky high. I bet you your body was just responding to all these stresses and saying, I'm not going to take it anymore and started acting that way. And that gave you your stroke. Well, it was a scenario where the neurologist was that, Richard, you need to reduce your hours because your life depends on it. Yeah. And I went from 70-ish to 25. And miraculously, everything I needed to get done got done. Well, you know, your neurologist was great, but my neurologist said you have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and in six months you were dead because he came up with the wrong diagnosis and say, so gave me the wrong opinion. You know, mm. you know, many things that look alike are not alike. You know, the most men and people would say if it looks like a dog and barks like a dog, it's a dog. But it's not always a dog. It Correct. could be a chimpanzee. It could be a horse. It all depends what you look at and how you look at it. That's what happened with my diagnosis. He looked Indeed. at something, put the pieces together wrong, and then my life went to heck because of the way he did it. Well, it's funny you say that because mine very well could have, if not for my training and experience, because the ER doctor looked at me and gave me a CT scan, which it was an it was a an ischemic stroke, not an embolic stroke. So the M the CT didn't show anything. And he was ready to discharge me and I was fighting him, not physically, of course, but say, listen, you have to do an MRI. And he was resistant to do that. And well, I, well I, you know, that's the thing. You know, in my day, they did not have high quality MRIs. Yeah. They were somewhat quality. That means the pieces were cut too thick. So you'd miss things because of the way the test was done. The test wasn't refined enough. You see, your CAT scan could have shown it if they did an enhanced CAT scan where they gave you well, a dye at the same time. And the dye right. highlights the area where the stuff is going on. But, we you know, that, that, that was that not highly evolved at that time. Right. And the risks are that is you could have a serious allergic reaction. So many doctors, no, I'm not doing that. I had one allergic reaction in my life. I'm not going to have one again. So, you know, history right. comes out because the way the pieces come together. 
Indeed. And so I was very, very fortuitous. It was very fortuitous for me that I was able to advocate for myself and that I had the knowledge, skills and experience that I did, because had I just accepted the emergency medicine doctor's opinion, I probably would have had another one because I didn't get blood thinners, you know, and and so I advocated for myself, convinced him to do an MRI and the MRI showed it. And then I, I received the so, treatments so that I said Richard, we needed. We got about 10 minutes here and I want to get into some of the stuff that you're yeah. doing to help people because, sure. you know, I want people to not uh, not concentrate on the stuff that happened. You know, everything has stuff happen. Uh, but remember, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. And you do this thing called you have this this daily helping the daily helping yes. tell us yes. more about that because i want sure. people to understand that and understand that what happened to you has resulted in something great well correct and so the daily helping is is my podcast that we mentioned at the very beginning and the purpose of the show is to help you become the best versions of themselves or yourself so what i i do is i have some of the world's top thought leaders and experts and authors come on the show on a variety of subjects. And I'm totally honored because I was on that show and it, yes, it is an amazing show. It, it was fantastic. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for that. Uh, so you know, the show has a presence in 150 countries, which is really cool. And what it allowed me to do that, that let me be the gateway drug, so to speak, for people to really help induce change in their lives. And so once enough, very successful authors and influencers started coming to me, telling me that I'm one of the top thought leaders in this space. NBC came to me and some of these other people. I realized I had a, not only an opportunity, but a responsibility to use my platform to help people in, in more profound ways. And so I developed a technology company called Your Success Insights. And so what we're doing with that is we're providing uh, tools, they're algorithmically driven assessments, but they're very unique and they help people for consumers, they help people really find balance. Really, we, we've empirically looked at the areas, much like you have your pearls, your golden pearls. We've identified 21 dimensions that are empirically associated with success in life. And we really bring that to life for people and something they can do in less than five minutes. And it's it's an honor. It's a privilege to be able to have that degree of impact in people's lives and we're, can, we're using can those you, can you tell everybody how to get those tools how they can get on that website because i Absolutely. want everybody to be able to participate in this i think it will help change their lives and be amazing for them sure you you can check that out at your success insights Dot com And I actually, I'm going to give you an even more scratch that. I'll give you a more direct link to the, the tool I'm referring to. Seekyourpowers.com. Seekyourpowers.com. You know, Dr. Out. Richard, you're so amazing. And, I, and I, I'm sure our audience will get advantage of that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And, and so it, it becomes, and you know this because, you know, you're in connection with people who are changing lives. It becomes a responsibility. And how can we go more? How can we do more? And really, the thing that's so important, and I'm sure your book mentions this as well, is that it starts with purpose. It starts with knowing why you were meant to be on this planet to do something. I was not meant to do defense contracting. I was not meant to secure medical records. I was meant 
to do what I'm doing right now, help bring balance to people's lives, help people. And I'm going to interject there again, because again, we're so far in sync, it's crazy. In our golden pearls, amongst our golden pearls is purpose. And purpose in the Japanese sense is ikigai, which has four parts. And what one of them is you seek meaning. Another part is what other people want from you. Last one is what you get paid for. So they have four parts that they combine in this ikigai. So every time people should uh, think of their purpose, they should think of four things. And a part-time ikigai is just to look around and decide what you like doing and what you can do for others. Those are yes. two of the most important elements. I, you know, I, again, there is a ton of synergy. I speak to these things on stage quite often or virtually now, but the sweet spot is if you can find something that you love and that thing that you love, you have a way to help other people and you could make money doing it. To me, like that's that triumph. Well, there's three of the four right. and the four is yep. purpose itself. So we've mm-hmm. got all four out of the four. That's the right. guy. Yep. <laughs> so I, I've been I've been preaching it without knowing the Japanese uh, term for it. But well, I, I you know, R- Dr. Richard, you're going to get a free copy of my book because I like to oh, read the yes. And in there you will see the diagram of it. So it really makes it even more clear when you see the diagram because it just of course. That's purpose. And it just hits you like a zeitgeist, like something amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I knew. I mean, when we had our, our talk on my show, like there was a tremendous amount of synergy, which is. Now, now, now one it, thing it, I, I want to do two things before we get off the show. One is I want to give a gift to all our guests, uh, something called Golden Pearls. And all they have to do is text this number one eight one nine seven one seven twenty five fifteen. 1-819-717-2515, the word golden pearls. The reason why I'm saying that is because you'll find out more about Dr. Richard's philosophy. He's already come up with four of my golden pearls and you will get that and more of this. If you want more insight from our book, my book, go to amazon.com, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, Dr. Alan Laika, and you can get a copy for just 99 cents. So I'm not giving that away because I think people have to put a little bit of sweat in the game. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have 99 cents, call me. I will give you a copy. I just want you to experience the stuff. And if you have any problems going on, I'd also like to give you a free uh, consultation, a free mindsetting session of 15 minutes to help strategize your way to the future. And uh, just get in touch with my assistant. That's assistant at Lyca, L-Y-C-K-A dot C-A, and she'll set that up. Okay, your floor again, my friend. Uh, that's so generous of you, and I'm so grateful that you do that, and your audience can take advantage of that. But I, I think, I know we're close on time. and Yeah, yeah I, we I, got I just, two minutes, two minutes, okay. by the way, and so, I want to end with one question. So save a minute for that, my friend. Okay, I so I, I just... I really believe that, and this is something I do on my show, our call to action is to commit acts of kindness and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because we know from science that the happiest people are those that help others. So just I really want to at least end my part with that before your your mystery question here. Well, and I'd like also people to go to hashtag turning point 
or hashtag tipping points because those are ways that you'll find ways to change your life. Those are events that I'd like people to do it. Now, Dr. Richard, last question. It's a real tough one. How do you live a fantastic life? Well, I live it by spending every moment of my professional time doing what I love, helping people, collaborating people who focus on giving back, providing technology that changes lives, and then spending the rest of my time with my wonderful wife, my two amazing kids, and my sometimes bad but adorable puppy. Well, you see, with that smile, it says it all. Remember, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Thank you, Dr. Richard. Thank you for making this an amazing show. I really like this. I really welcome this. Thank you. If there's anything I could do for you at any time, please get in touch. Stay well, my friend. You too, buddy. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic.